listening to the Mistress of None podcast with Aaron Harks. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mistress of None podcast. I am Aaron Harks. Thanks for tuning in again. I am uh, just on the tail end of a sinus infection, so we will be taking a few random cough breaks here and there. Um, Although, you know, sometimes people say that the grittiness in my voice is, is sexy. I find it disgusting, but thanks for um, finding the silver lining in being sick sometimes. Anyway, um, hope everyone is doing well out there. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, uh, I've been having a lot of fun doing this. Hope you've been having a lot of fun listening. I just got back from a pretty awesome trip. I went to uh, Switzerland and Italy for a couple of weeks uh, it was a really great experience. It was I got to see a lot of beautiful things. It was nice to have a little bit of time off. But it really made me think about how uh, when you are self-employed, you really rarely get a full day of not working. It was uh, the only time I didn't work was when I physically could not because of no, no Wi-Fi or being you know, up in the mountains and stuff. So that part was great, but there was always something waiting for me when I got back. And no matter how well you plan or how well you think you plan, there's something that's going to happen while you're over there that you just have to take care of. Uh, I had a couple of shows that were coming up and there were a few things that I needed to tend to to get ready for them. I tried to plan it out so that I wouldn't have to do too much. And for the most part, it worked, but there were just some things that snuck up on me. I, I managed to accomplish a few things in a very short amount of time while hiding my work uh, from from my husband. They're like, oh, I just got to go to the bathroom. He probably thought that I had a stomach bug or something like that, but he knows. He knows. I'm not going to pretend that I, I got one over on him, but I at least didn't do it while he was talking to me for the most part. I don't think I did anyway. But the other thing is you have to kind of check things sometimes because sometimes you'll miss an opportunity that you don't want to miss. Uh, the one time I, one time a year, I usually go away for about a week, sometimes less. Sometimes I break it up and have to come back to real life for a bit, but I go camping. I go camping in the middle of the Adirondacks. There's no Wi-Fi at all. I mean, there's nothing, there's no running water. There's nothing. It's a real camping trip. I mean, we've definitely like got some things to, you know, I guess make it a little more easy for us to, I'm not going to say we're totally roughing it, but um, there's a privy for those of you that are wondering. That's that's the roughest part is going in the privy. Uh, for those of you that don't aren't privy to what a privy is, I know, I'll kill myself. Um, for those of you that don't know what a privy is, it's basically a, a hole in the ground with a toilet seat over it in a wooden box, like an outhouse. And it just smells fantastic, especially when it's nice and warm out. But um, now that I've fully grossed you out. Anyway, I try to do that once a year, completely unplug, completely recharge. The first day is usually just a lot of like frantic winding down. And then I usually take a really long nap. And then I relax a little bit. Like, you know, I just lean into it. I have a good time. I swim, I paddleboard, I read a book, which I don't get to do very often. Uh, but there was one time where I went 
And I got an offer to open for somebody that was pretty big. And by the time I got back to land and messaged the person back, the opportunity was gone. And sure, it only happened once, but that's the kind of thing that keeps me up at night whenever I try to take an actual vacation. So again, when you do what I do for a living, it's hard to completely take a full break. And I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining because I work hard so that I am able to go away for a couple of weeks and go to other countries and go travel and stuff. I love traveling. Maybe I will add travel blogger to my traits, my Jill of all traits, mistress of none. I won't be good at it, but it'll be fun. Some people saw the picture of me petting the cow and somebody commented that I looked really natural doing it because I kept my hand in the picture. My hand was about six inches away from the cow. And so I made another post saying, oh, well, I was pretending to pet cow. So everybody thought that the picture was fake. So I posted a video. The picture's not fake. That's where I was. It was ridiculously gorgeous. It was unbelievable. But it is hard to relax. It's hard to find time for yourself. It's hard to really take an honest to goodness break, but I'm getting a little bit better at it. I think with the transitions that I'm making with my career in doing more leaning, moving more towards like the original music. So I'm not, you know, playing and burning myself out all the time. Uh, the comedy stuff, which is actually hard because you have to sell a lot of tickets to that. But the event planning part is the thing that I'm very much looking forward to making the shift to because that is the kind of work that if I finish my work in time like a good girl I can actually take a break I can't keep brides from messaging me or you know clients from messaging me but I did I set it all up before I left I talked to each and every one of them I had little meetings with everybody I said obviously you can still message me but it might take me a while to get back to you and everybody was pretty good about that uh, I still haven't interviewed any event planners. I have that coming up in a couple of weeks. I had one that was slated for this week, but um, he got food poisoning, my poor little boo-boo. So I'm going to talk to him soon, but I'm really excited to introduce you guys to that aspect of my life. This would have been a good segue for that interview, but I'm not very good at this, as I've mentioned. So instead, today I'm going to be talking to another musician. Um, I admittedly do not know this person very well, but he is a hustler. He works really hard. I appreciate that he does the original music. Um, his name is TJ Foster from a band called Eerie. And we're going to have a little chat with him in just a few minutes. So stick around. You're listening to the Mistress of None podcast with Aaron Harks.
This is Mistress of None. I am Erin Harks. I am here today with TJ Foster from a band called Eerie. Hello. Thanks for uh, having me. Hey, thanks for being had. How are you? Of course. Uh, I'm, I'm doing well. It's like 80 degrees outside right now. So and we're sitting in a basement. weird. Yeah. <laughs> At least it's cool down here. At least. Yep. <laughs> Which is what us musicians are used to. We don't often get the, the sunlight and... We just hide down here in the basement. Yeah. Like bats and... Let the spiders crawl around us and, and make music. Yeah. yeah, hoping that one of those spiders will be radioactive and give us superpowers, maybe something like that. Yeah. Did I go too nerdy? Uh, no, no, you're good. Just nerdy good. enough. Just nerdy <laughs> enough, exactly. <laughs> so we are in your studio. This is your home studio. Home studio. Yep. Okay. Um, now tell me, this is you. You don't have to say where you live because I know you have a lot of stalkers. Um, <laughs> but you, this is obviously a, an adult home. Correct. You have. A wife. I have a wife. You I have children. Have children. How many children? Three children. You have three children. I do. Yes. Yes. How old are you? I'm 35. Wow. Yes. Getting a lot done, huh? Yeah. My oldest is 15, so you can do the Get math. Get out. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yep. Was he a surprise? Uh, no. She. She was. She. Was. N- yes. No. I'm no. Such yes. A, I'm such a sex- <laughs> sexist. I'm like he. You have to have I all have, sons. I have three daughters. Actually. You have three, da- oh, three daughters. Three You know yes. what? You got that. You got that girl dad vibe. I. I think so. I like. Think, but when, by the time our third came around, which was about exactly a year ago, I was Congrats. actually. Thank you. I was hoping it was a girl because I wouldn't know what the hell to do with a boy. Okay. Well, boys are disgusting. They are. Just very, a lot of feminine energy going on in this space. So and it's, yeah. There's no good way to say that I'm getting like, like, because the word like soft is popping into my head. And clearly, <laughs> like, that's not a compliment. But like, there, there's a softness around you that. I, I don't take that as not a compliment. Okay. So that's fair. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, I get that, that girl dad vibe. Yeah. Like you, like you get me. I, I do, yes, yes. But I mean, as a man, you probably would have been terrified raising a son because you would have been raising like a miniature version of yourself and knowing what he's yeah. capable of or what he's up to. Uh, that, that, and also like you know, there probably would have come a time where he would have been like, "Hey, I want to play football," and I would have no fucking idea what to do with that information. So he throws you a football, you throw him a guitar, and I'm just like, "Yeah, do this. This is what I know." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So we're also joined today by uh, TJ's asshole dogs. Asshole dogs, yes. He's two got of them, yeah. two of them. Yeah. Um, one is a soprano and one is an alto. <laughs> I think so. I yeah. Think right. Alto, yeah. mezzo alto. Mezzo alto. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but they're both assholes. They're both assholes. Yep. One's very tiny. Thinks she's a cat. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, is that it's like a trans situation or? You know, I never really thought about <laughs> it. Maybe. I, I. You know, if your dog. I've never asked. If your dog really identifies as a cat then you know who are you to stifle that's it? true it's either a cat or, or a hamster we can't really decide oh god just it's just suck it up with a vacuum cleaner <laughs> pretty much <laughs> pretty much <laughs> uh so tell me a little bit about your band um it's a band called eerie correct but eerie yeah. is uh an acronym eerie is it's really the name of the band it's kind of an acronym uh i named it after so that's the last two letters of each of my first two daughters names i didn't have my third daughter at the time uh, thankfully, her nickname is Dot, so she gets all the periods in between oh, the letters. So we're just gonna we're just gonna pretend that that was the whole plan all along. So, yeah, that's precious. <laughs> I love that. All right. Yeah. Now, when did you get this band together? Are you the mastermind behind it all, or is it more of a collaborative thing? Uh, it really started out as as me. So, uh, the backstory is in 
about this time, five years ago now, I was having uh, medical issues. So I actually oh. went to the hospital and had heart surgery. Oh, my God. Um, so I have a, I have a pacemaker <gasps> now, which is wild. Um, but I really, I really missed being in a band and okay. making loud music and stuff. I had been doing stuff. I've been doing stuff forever, but I was really into, like, you know, softer, folky stuff, solo gigs, duos, this and that. I just really missed making noise, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I got out of the hospital, and I was like, I'm gonna just going to write a record and see what happens. And so I did that for 2019, and I started talking to some guys at the end of that year, in the beginning of 2020. And then February 2020, we had our first practice, <laughs> and the world said, fuck you, you can't have this band right now. I love stories that start with around February or March you know of exactly 2020. Where I know it's where going. it's going. Yeah, I know where it's going. Yep. It's, it's so cliche at this point, but there's no better way to, you know? Um, we but all yeah. had big hopes and dreams had in February dreams. 2020, but luckily that was only you know like four weeks ago, so you know it was fine. Yeah, it didn't last long at all. Um, so yeah, got the band together, we we practiced, and then and then everything shut down. We became we became very close in a span of very little time because so, of that. So you recorded the album by yourself? I did. Yeah, you played all yeah. the instruments. I did. The like first, Prince, the, the first record. Uh, m- no, <laughs> not like Prince. Come on. <laughs> Sure. Okay. In, a, in, a, in essence. I did. I played all the instruments. I kind of taught myself to play drums. That was that was a challenge. That's um, phenomenal to me. That Drums are you. so difficult. And when they I hear are. people that taught themselves how to, that's very impressive. And to do it well enough to put it on an album, that, that's exceptional. So. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it, it, I was proud. I don't usually you say sh- that. You should be. About myself, but it, was, it came out pretty good. Um, I allow it. And then, thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate that. Um, and then, yeah, once once the band started getting together, it just it it everything filled out. It made so much more sense. All the instruments were being played properly. This mm. and that. And it was oh. just it was it's been awesome. So um, yeah. So you've come out with another record since then. Came out with a record back in April um, called Suburban Mayhem that we recorded here um, for the most part all in this you know with the exception of the drums we recorded all right here in this basement. Um, drums we did up in my garage. We built like these like isolating walls, my drummer and I, and made, yeah, just nice. made it all here. So yeah. now I know that your first album, I remember hearing a bit about it. It got some good play on WEXT. Yep. Uh, was it nominated for an Eddie? Uh, it or was the not. Band there was a we. So we were nominated two years ago. Uh, I can't even remember the category at this point. Uh, we, were, we were nominated this past year for uh, Song of the Year. It was okay. A, it was a song we did with uh, Sydney Worthley, actually. Right. Yes, yeah. that's correct. Sydney yeah. is also incredibly talented. Hopefully, she we'll is. get her on one of these days. Absolutely. Got to get some more females on here. Like, you know, bring your daughters down. Yeah. Talk to them for a little bit. <laughs> interview them about me. You'll see what they say. I would love that. Yeah. I would love to interview <laughs> kids. I feel like that would be so much I feel fun. Like you, <laughs> I feel like you do a very good job at interviewing kids, you know? Only be because awesome. I wouldn't talk to them like they are kids. Yes. I'd be like, so what do you smoke? Yeah, it'd you know, <laughs> just see their faces like it'd be like Billy on the street, but it's but with kids. Both kids. Yeah. Oh, all right. This podcast is over. That's what That's I'm it. doing now. That's <laughs> it. TJ has helped me figure Million out my new path. Idea. It's great. Yeah. Oh, I'm on this. OK, anyway, <laughs> I would absolutely tune into that every single week. <sighs> I'm going to do it. OK, so um, so you reached out to me. Yeah. Which I appreciated. I read your email and you know, within a matter of moments was like, let's, let's do this very quickly. because yeah. you touched upon something that you knew I would respond to. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> which is some of the frustrations with, I don't know if it's local or if it's like worldly or what, but the frustrations of being a musician 
Um, so why don't you tell me a little bit more about why you wanted to? Yeah, it was actually I was listening to the episode you did with with Josh, who is I'll call him a friend. He's I know him, right? We haven't hung out per he's se. He's nobody's friend. He's nobody's friend. No, okay. he's such a piece I, of I, shit. I learned from listening to that podcast. Josh you, Morris, by the way. You don't like him very much. No, so yes. I can't stand yeah. that guy. <laughs> but um I was listening to that and, and, and your your intro was like I felt like you were speaking from my brain. It was just about you were about your struggles with, with how you identify yourself as a musician, right? And I know everything like you've kind of decided lately in terms of like stepping away from certain aspects of, mm-hmm. of your career, right? Um, and I've been having the same sort of things, like like what what is all this for? What am I doing? I've been doing this for over twenty years now, per se, and it's um it's gotten tougher to wrestle with, you know, all the things that go into making music, right? Because it's not just writing a song; it's not just recording a song. Once that song's recorded, you gotta go then and you gotta promote it. You gotta send it to all these people. You gotta play the social media game. You gotta play the algorithm game. You gotta try and get it's that's endless just like grind. Yeah. And I yeah, feel I like just dozed off for a second. Yeah, no, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get yeah. it. No. <laughs> and I and I realize that like I'm not I'm not special. Like this is the same thing for everybody, right? Yeah. I'm not special in that. Um and so that kind of just I don't know, that, that kind of just grind of, of like, you just want to write your songs and you want people to hear them, right? Yeah. But there's so much more that goes into it now, and it's just, I don't know, yeah. Well, even beyond that, I think for me, like, my biggest thing, but, like, that is definitely, like, a close second, but my biggest thing is, again, it's just trying to be fucking cool, <laughs> you know? Like, everybody else seems so much fucking cooler than me. You know what I mean? So I have this, like, like I don't know, like, it's an identity crisis, it's a... Uh, imposter syndrome I, I was just gonna say mega imposter syndrome yeah which and it's it's all it's all self-inflicted right it's absolutely Cause I, cause, I mean i'm not just blowing smoke but like i think you're fucking cool you know well, what i mean like so very, but I like think you're fucking cool. but i understand the struggle right exactly and so i like i likened it to when i make myself a meal like it doesn't taste as good yeah yeah as when somebody else makes it for me everybody else could really enjoy it but it doesn't taste as good because i spent the time making it and i'm hoping that that's what it is but like i wrote a song like a year and a half ago and at the time i was like fap fap i'm so excited about this fucking (laughs) song it felt like amazing and then i played it again and i was like this is garbage this is the worst song i don't want people to hear it i don't want to record it yeah and then i thought about like albums that i enjoy and how there's always like one song on there that i'm like eh, like i'll skip over that mm-hmm. song but i love the whole album beginning to end except for that one song and then i'll talk to somebody else who's like that's my favorite song on the album and i'm like okay well you're an idiot but <laughs> at least you're somebody that buys music right yeah and you know we have different tastes so maybe somebody will really like that song I think every single album I've made, I've had a song like that as well, where I listen to it and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm into it enough to finish it, and then it'll go through that cycle of, oh, this is really good, oh, this is shit, and then someone will hear it and be like, oh, I really love that song. I'm like, okay, well, obviously there's something here, mm-hmm. and I don't hear it, and then I hear it, I hear it way later, almost, where it's like, all the songs I was really confident in, kind of start falling by the wayside. I'm like, man, why was I into this? Yeah. And this one that was like, eh. Suddenly, I'm like, okay, I see what's special, quote unquote, about this. Um, I don't know, and, and it was it was really it was really interesting to hear too how you made a conscious decision to because you do, I mean, obviously the name of the podcast, right? But you do you do everything, right? I do a lot of stuff. You do a lot of stuff, yeah. But you did make a conscious decision to step away from certain aspects of that. Yes. And like, like what what was I guess like what was like the thought process for you? Well, 
for the past few years, I've been feeling a little like burnt out because the bulk of my income was from playing cover shows. Yeah. Okay. In bars, solo cover shows. Got paid pretty well. Not going to lie. It was a good living. Um, but it wasn't doing anything for me. And for the longest time, I could get over it by doing the math in my head. I'd be like, well, that that was seven dollars that last three minutes. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> and then um, I th- right before the pandemic, I was starting to think, you know, I, I just really don't like this anymore. It's not doing it for me, you know. And there were a couple other times where I was ready to fucking quit, but I would it, it would pass. Mm-hmm. And so. Again, right before the pandemic, I was like, Ugh. I like I would dread that. I would hope that a show would get canceled. I would hope that it would snow. I would hope that the place yeah. would have a fucking water main break. Like I'm thinking of all these things. I was like, that's not healthy. Like, that's not good. This is not a good headspace to be in. And so then the world shut down. And I played these online things. And I, like once we got back to work, I scrambled to take whatever fucking work I could get yeah. because I had to recoup. Right. I had to uh, get yeah. back out there. Yeah. And so after about two years, it started to that same feeling came back again. And the problem is, is like, OK, like I, I recently heard my husband say this and it made me laugh. So don't get mad at him. <laughs> OK. He said that he was talking to my brother and my brother, uh, my brother had a show. My husband and I went out to visit. My husband stayed an extra day or two and went to see my brother play. My brother was my original drummer. Like, he okay. played with me for, like, the first, like, 10, 15 years. He was Josh number one. What's that? He was Josh number one. There's been seven. There's been seven Josh. Yes. Okay, fair enough. And my brother's Matt. So everyone is Matt Matt two, Matt three, Matt four. Okay, so Josh isn't Josh. Is Josh, Matt we're not even, he doesn't okay. even count. He's, <laughs> he's going to leave me anyway. I don't, I hate him. Anyway, uh, so my husband went to the gig with my brother and my brother said she's lucky that she's good at what she does because she's such a bitch okay and he laughed and my husband told me and I laughed and he was like she's just not nice to people sometimes and I was like that is very true in my defense I I've just I really and I've realized and this was why I stepped away I realized that I have no patience for certain types of people anymore yeah. I don't have patience for people that like invade my space. Yeah. Um that babble to me when they're really drunk. Um that are too familiar with me. Yeah. And to okay. be fair, if you watch the whole thing, like people will only see me like snap. Right. They don't see like, you know, that the guy's been like because that's the nature of exactly. these days. Exactly. Right, 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 and yeah, so like I'll be at a show and like this one guy like came up to me one time and he was like, yeah, he's like, who do I have to fuck to get a fucking gig around here? And I'm like, why are you even talking to me? Like, this is not like, he's like, well, I tried to, you know, the fucking owner. Like, I was like, this is not a way to get a show. Like, yeah, yeah, no. And like, he wouldn't leave. And I was like, I'm working right now. Yeah. So clearly you don't know how this. Go- so like, then I end up like yelling at him to get the fuck away from me. And that's all people hear. Right. Of course. You know, or like somebody that just is like disruptive that comes up. And I know it's just a bar show. Like who gives a shit if I take like five minutes to talk to somebody, but I have a job to do. Yeah. And I have people that come up and they're holding their phone up with a song request or they're sitting right in front of me with their back to me, watching a video on their phone and all these things. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm going to end up killing somebody. <laughs> It's it's debilitating doing those, and I, I haven't I haven't done too many of them, but it's like 
at the end of the day, it's like almost like just glorified background music. Because again, there's just there's all the conversations going on, and I started getting frustrated with that too before before I, I formed this band because I was doing a lot of those quieter shows in in louder places, right, mm-hmm. where it didn't make sense and no one gave a shit, right? It was it was it, it's fucking just yeah debilitating for sure. And also like the way to sort like could you imagine doing that at someone else's job? No. Right? Like why is this? the environment for that right and i actually had a musician because i put something online and i had a musician counter of course because somebody's always got to fucking troll somebody's always got to offer the you know devil's advocate whatever which i don't care about your counterpoint but like it's like i don't know if i am paying to have food somewhere i reserve the right to do whatever i want and i go sure there's no law against it but you're an asshole <laughs> but there's no law against me responding to you yeah. and telling you that you're an asshole. You were right? being fucking rude. Right. Yeah. Okay. You knew that there was live music here. You chose to come here. Yeah. And now you're going to be disruptive. I don't expect everybody to hang on my every word. I don't even expect you to shut the fuck up while I'm playing. But like, there's a level, you know. And there's and there's it. It seems like it's like a it's almost like a societal thing too because we we're seeing all this all these stories come out with all these bigger artists too where where they're getting heckled they're getting shit thrown at them now right and it's like what are we do where where did this where did this breakdown come in i have uh, no idea it's bizarre it really is and it's like i think that in general being in public and i'm i i joked that i'm going to put like a new etiquette feature in my in my podcast i think i'm going to start my own like subreddit of etiquette (laughs) i think in general listening to something on your phone in public is rude yes it's disruptive it's for a while it's so rude yeah (laughs) but doing it while someone is performing is just an extra level of rude and i get like sometimes you got to like get your kids to watch something or like distract them somehow get your baby some headphones too right right, right they make them for kids yeah just it's just rude or like when somebody is like genuinely and like it's just they're not thinking i played uh i did a song with a bagpiper uh we did a whole thing with a whole bagpipe band this was like 11 12 years ago it was amazing that's awesome it's such a great experience and i was talking about it while i was playing and then i went to play the song and as i'm playing the song i hear the faint sound of bagpipes and i look and somebody's watching something in their phone they had looked up that performance okay to watch it while i so they were watching a performance of me while you were standing right there while i was performing, performing. yeah okay <laughs> that's some meta shit right there what the fuck and like can i get mad at you i mean you're you're clearly interested in me i'm grateful right yeah finish the video get my quarter but of a cent just watch it just watch it later watch it on your way home if you're missing me like this doesn't even make any sense so like stuff like that it was just i was getting to the point where like i was like this isn't good for business because i'm just gonna i'm gonna end up fucking decking somebody you just get sick of sick of that grind and yeah with all the bullshit yeah yeah so i kept a handful and i'm not saying that i'll never do them again i actually played some shows this past weekend with my guitar player we did some acoustic stuff and it definitely helped having somebody else there because you could turn and like talk and have somebody else absorb some of the bullshit or just having somebody else see what i've been talking about right i think it's definitely a different vibe where you're where you're up there alone because you truly are alone there's just all these people in front of you that could be enough and it's it's very like i don't know it's just very insular yeah. Um, to a fault, right? Yeah. Even just having that second person next to you, it's like, yeah, you can kind of play off each other. And 
I'm I'm up on I'm up on stage performing solo, and I'll look around. And I'm expecting like a part to come in, right? Like my guitar player. And look around, I'm like, oh, he's not here right now. What do I do to yeah. fill this <laughs> empty space with no words? This is strumming chords. These people are like, I don't give a shit, right? Especially so. for me, like I'm a hack guitar player. I only taught myself so that I could accompany myself. Okay, so you're okay. getting the bare minimum of like rhythm <laughs> guitar. So I, I'll try to do something fancy, and to me it sounds like amazing. And yeah. then I hear like a recording. I'm like, just play the chords. Just play the chords. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Yeah. I learned on a classical acoustic, okay, which I didn't know you weren't supposed to strum. I was stoned out of my mind. I was 19. I was in a dorm room, and I played that guitar for like three years until I took it to get fixed one time. Yeah. And the guy was like, you know you're not supposed to strum this. And I'm like, yeah. Why didn't anybody tell me that? I mean, don't, don't, don't do it. He was right. What? No. I was wrong. No, no. Hold on. I'm I strumming I, nylon strings, man. Come on. I've got a nylon string guitar. I strum all the time. It's fine. Okay, so you're dumb, dumb too. I. That's fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll own up to that. That's totally fine. I just think the whole the whole supposed to thing. If you're making music and you're making something that sounds good, if it sounds good, it sounds good. It didn't sound right? good. That's fair. Then it didn't sound good. <laughs> I think that it already didn't sound good because I was like legit like like any movie that you've ever seen where they have this like token female folky open mic yeah, character yeah. that like can barely get her hand around <laughs> like you know that was me for like three years. Okay. And then I never got much better. It wasn't until honestly I got sober. Um, cause I used to always play with somebody else because honestly, I didn't think I would ever be able to get myself to the show. I didn't know how to work PA. I didn't know how to okay. fucking walk, you know? <laughs> and so like I got sober and I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to take this one by myself. And I, you have to do this. You can do this. And I got to be a little bit better. I'm still not great, but like I got to be a little bit better because I had to, it's like, you need right, to you, you put figure, yourself in that situation. Yeah, you Figure out how to do out. this shit yourself. Yeah. So that like, stop being so fucking codependent and it's worked out well for me luckily because everything else kind of fell into place but that's kind of how that's kind of how i operated when i was when i was making that first eerie record was like okay i, I want to make this but i don't want to spend the year finding the band and then writing the songs and dealing with all the dynamic and bullshit and i just wanted to okay i wanted to write the music because i had a lot on my mind and stuff like that so it's like okay sit down and fucking learn how to play the instrument learn how to edit the recordings better that's incredible. Um, and just s same with you. It's just like you, you just put yourself in it and you just force yourself to kind of develop those skills, I guess. So. Well, yeah. I mean, not only that, but they always say that the uh, studio musicians and live musicians are very different. Like a lot of times you will have studio musicians that don't necessarily go out on the road with bands. Yeah, right. Because it's a whole different energy, whole different dynamic. Like you almost need like robots in the studio. <laughs> Right. Oh God, don't don't go down that road. <laughs> right oh, now. No, God, no, 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 no. <laughs> Come on. A.I. could never capture no. all of this. <laughs> you oh. can show me some A.I. with mental health issues that maybe. But uh, <laughs> no, but like you have to be like somebody that like because I hate studio. Yeah, I hate it. It's so monotonous. Like I want everybody else to just lay everything down. I just want to come in and sing. I bang it out once I get it in my head. I'm like, that was good enough. And then I or fucking you, leave. You fucking like, leave? Okay, yeah, cool. like. Can we? Can every album be live? Like I just—that's so funny because like the, the part of the whole identity thing for me is like I, I so I love I love performing I love being on stage I love the act of performing for a crowd mm -hmm. that's that's receptive to things, but everything around that drives me crazy. Getting the shit to the gig, packing the stuff up afterwards, even to the point where like 
I and my, my band will be the first to is like I don't listen to anything after the fact. Like if we get like live videos or live recordings, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Because like when I'm in the moment, I'm like, okay, did that sound good? I think it sounded good. I don't want to know it didn't. Every time I hear something, I, I I get all in my head. I'm cringing like crazy. I'm like, oh, I didn't fucking hit that one note. Yep. No one heard that one note. Nope. But I did. Yep. And it sucks. And the studio, I'm like the exact like I love I love being in the studio. I actually really really enjoy that. I'm one of those weird fucking people who loves editing. I, that's music. not weird though. That's just that's I, just different. It's different. It's another word for weird. Not really. But that's <laughs> just different than what I do. I don't think that I'm maybe I'm weird for not like no, the no, studio. No, no, no. But go on. Studio is it's just it's a lot more time consuming and and everything. So, but yeah, I'm one of those people that loves. I love putting that puzzle together. I love the I love the point where a song is. 95 percent finished and you got to find that five percent those little elements to throw in like the missing puzzle pieces i just love figuring that out i'm sick in the head it's are you no are you do you consider yourself like add or ocd or anything like that um in in my recent years having finally gone to uh therapy and and tried to take care of myself congratulations um, thank you very much it's been great Uh, I really think I do have ADHD tendencies for sure. Mm-hmm. And my wife's been like going through the same thing. She's like, I definitely have something going on because I can't focus on shit. And I'm yeah. like, I think we're the same person, sweetie. Just we have different fucking manifestations of it. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, for me, mine is like I, like I get to the point. I'm like, uh, this is good enough. Like I can't <laughs> go through this again. I'll be honest. Like I wish, I wish I had that sometimes. I will do vocal takes. I'll force myself in the studio to like put a cap like i'm only gonna do four takes of this part or the song whatever and then i'm just got i gotta be done because i'll be here all fucking day four right oh <laughs> well, it's like i don't know <coughs> i know people who do dozens and dozens and dozens and it's crazy you know um, what that just reminded me i worked with uh do you know matt durfee i know the name okay yeah, he's yeah. uh we actually went to high school together okay and he is a fantastic musician like ridiculous guitar player uh i don't know how active he is now but uh, like i I recorded harmonies on one of his songs in the studio. Okay. And they had to turn the air off because of the humming in the background. Yeah, yeah. And it was, I mean, it was an at-home studio, and it was like 9,000 degrees, and I feel like I lost 12 pounds just standing there, (laughs) like literally like a four-second part. Okay. Over and over and over. And like I I respected that that was like he was a perfectionist. I respected that. But I was like, dude, I am not fucking built that way. (laughs) Like and it wasn't that like he admitted like it wasn't me not getting the part. It was like, no, no, no. I think maybe like we were changing it a little bit and we were like going over it together. That production brain for sure. Yeah. 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 So some people are like that. Yeah. Mm. No, I'd be like that. (laughs) That's good enough. You know what? We'll fucking tweak it and post. Uh, like, I just. Yeah. Oh, I'm really I'm actually I'm really trying to be more like that with anything new I'm doing, because I think at some point, like, I just I get too lost in the weeds. You get in that perfectionist mindset. Exactly. And it totally takes the heart of the song. So like with the last record we did, I, I try to do more of that for sure. But at the end of the day, like when you're recording yourself, you have the luxury of time mm-hmm. and you can say, I want to keep going and keep going and keep going. Um, and so I have I last time I recorded a record in like an outside studio i think it was like 2011 mm-hmm. and you had that time crunch you were in there for a week and you had this much money and if you didn't fucking yeah. get your shit done y- you know you're screwed right yeah so that, that almost helps too it's like okay i kind of want to go back to that environment next time recording a studio where we have that that onus of time yeah where you're like oh shit i gotta get this done today so if it sounds that's how it's gonna sound right yeah <laughs> don't you wish you could like trade character de- 
defects with somebody every once in a while. I do, yes. Like, let me give you a little bit of my, like, yeah, not I'll... giving a fuck. <laughs> yes. You give me a little bit of your focus. And perfect. We're... Right? Yeah. Aye. <laughs> I, um, one of my motivators for, um, like, working hard is to make enough money to pay other people to do th- the shit that I don't want to do. Okay. That's, so that's a good goal. Yeah. With, I'm, I'm about to record, and I have saved up enough where I can walk in one day and mm-hmm. it'll be like all done okay. and then I just sing and then perfect and then yeah. that's it you don't yeah so okay. but my motivation I don't know cuz part of it sounds like some laziness but if you knew how hard I worked to be that lazy in the studio <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting dichotomy but yeah like I mean I I'm working with Josh yeah yeah and uh <laughs> He plays guitar. So I was like, well, you know the songs. I was like, you do, the, does, yeah. you do the scratch tracks. Don't make me do the scratch tracks. Right. I, yeah. I'll ruin everything. They're scratch tracks. Just you do it. And then you talk to these guys and you get them to come do these parts <laughs> and then do this part. And then I'll just stroll in Show in a couple of months. Yeah. 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 You know, that's nothing wrong with that. I mean, right. You wrote the songs. You know how they go. And that's just, yeah. But also because I think deep down I do have a bit of me that is what you described. Like right now I, I'm producing um, my comedy album. Oh, yeah. It, I heard about that. Yeah. It's done-ish. Yeah? Okay. But I did say, and it made me a little anxious, but I said, don't – I said just send it straight to the producer. Or not the producer, the, the album. Yeah, yeah. The label because – You don't want to hear it. If I hear it again <laughs> – the first time I listened, I was like, this came out so much better than I thought. I'm so happy with this. Second time I'm listening, I was like, why does anybody ever hire you to do anything ever? This is not funny at all. I'm like, cut. Oh, God, I sound like such a fucking idiot there. Cut that out. Do this, do that. You know, so I was yeah. extra. So the third time I was like, mm, and I'm like, nope, we went through it. There were other people there working on it. And I was like, that, that's good. Master it. It's like the this the manic size of the brain of, of making any sort of record where you're so so proud of something the first time you hear it finished and the second time you're like God damn it do we have time to change that really quick yeah. I really wish I could fucking go and change that yeah wait till I go back and do the video yeah. and look at my face <laughs> uh, that's so, gonna be torture so so actually that's a that brings up a good a good question then I'm like how is it producing a comedy record versus like like a, a a music record, right? Like, the, is it is it was it one performance or did you take from two performances in one night? Okay, okay, okay. The good thing about it, and also the bad thing about it, is that you can't go back and re-record. You can't overdub. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of what I was yeah. what I was getting at. Yeah. So if a joke, like you know, so there were some times where I was like, I wish I fucking said it, like fuck, fuck, yeah. fuck, fuck, but there's nothing I can do. You can't. Yeah. Um. Overall, I believe the performance went well. I think we got good stuff from both shows. I'm, I, I, I'm happy with it. That's good. I will yeah. never listen to it. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you in the sense that I could, I could never. I don't think I could get to the point where I put out a live record. Now, granted, I'm, I'm not amusing enough to do comedy, but like uh, music, I could never put out a live performance. I would just be way too in my head about it. Yeah. I could never listen to that and be like, I'm okay with someone else hearing this. I just wouldn't listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, though. Again, we know better than anybody else. Now, also, I know that everybody says this. They find their own voice annoying. Or, is that, is that, or Does everyone say that? Because I definitely say that. Okay, you say that. I was like, um, you're like, does everyone say that? I was like, oh, no, d- nobody told you? No, um, no. <laughs> I can't. I hate it. It's, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's part of the whole thing. Like, what other people hear is different from what you hear. So it's like, 
a matter of just feeling that like my voice is is grating and annoying and shrill or something like that and you know but there's been feedback to the contrary yeah yeah but i don't always believe the feedback you know like as everybody's lying to me right it's so funny when i was like when i was in i was i was in my band in college um we we, we toured a lot and i used to get these these really silly like comments after the show from like venue owners where I, I remember this one very very specific instance where some some woman who like owned the club like came up to me and she was like so good you should be on american idol and i was like fucking kill me thank you for the what you think is a compliment exactly. but anyways yep. <laughs> now all these years later like i don't get shit like no one comes to me anymore the, the only one i get now and this has happened five or six times in the last couple months she's like you sound a lot like michael stipe i'm like do i though i don't hear that no. thank you but i don't hear that it's yeah. fucking bizarre so again to your point that's like you hear your voice so much differently than other people yeah i, I don't know but it's also what people think are compliments yeah, right. <laughs> I have to just tell myself when this person comes up to me that what they're saying they believe is a compliment and just thank them and be done with it. Yep, they mean well and exactly. I'm dying inside. We're giving away secrets yeah. right now. Yeah. It's a trade. <laughs> no, it's not a secret though. People should know this. Just say you sound good and yeah. go the fuck home. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Like, sometimes when people say, like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, you should be blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, to me, you're saying that I should, like, be famous, which I know you think is a compliment. To me, I'm hearing I haven't done enough. Yeah. This isn't good enough. Yes. 100%. Right? Yes, yes. And I know, like, Cause cause that's just us being fucking crazy, but that's what we hear. Like, like you're my, my fucking asshole parent who's like, why aren't you doing more? Why aren't you better? Why aren't you more famous? It's, it's like, actually, it, it becomes more, you internalize that, it becomes more depressing where you're like, why oh, am I, I here? Why, why, why aren't I out there doing that? Why are these other people doing that and I'm not? It's like, well, any number of reasons, right? Like, who you know, talent, fucking whatever, right? All the things that can go into that cocktail. And so, yeah, you just start thinking, like, God, what did I do wrong? What, what can I do more? What, what, what do I do? But then, like, you know, you step outside of it. You're like, you know, what I'm doing is pretty impressive. Why yeah. isn't this enough? Right. And that's a nice moment that you have. You're like, I'm good enough. But you're still mad at that person, kind <laughs> of. And they didn't mean anything <laughs> by even it. Like, it's not even like you're mad at uh, – it's so funny. Like, I never, like, feel like I'm mad at that person. Oh, I'm, I'm mad I'm, at everybody. I'm always, oh, that's fine. That's yeah. fair. I'm more just like I, I start internalizing. I'm like I'm like mad at myself. Like, well, I'm mad oh, at yeah. them for making me internalize fair, that. Fair enough. I've never thought about it. Well, like that I don't want to make you mad at everybody. Let me do that. I'm That's, a cynical bastard. It's fine. I'm, I, I hate everybody. So <laughs> you know, it's just well, everybody knows this. It's not a big secret. Yeah, it's it's uh, I always find that fascinating when 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 musicians or performers we say things like that because it's true. It's like I I don't like people, but we go on stage and we perform in front of people. I like some people for fun. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I don't dislike people. I just for me, I think for me, it's part of it is kind of a protection because, like I said, I don't like when people are overly familiar with me. Mm -hmm. um, it just uh, it just triggers me. And um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so I kind of put it like a buffer up, you know. OK. okay yeah. And you got to I'm not going to let you through it that easily. And like the, the people that are close to me in my life are close to me for a reason. I've gotten to know them. I love them. I enjoy them. I trust them. And here comes some drunk guy asshole, who yeah. thinks that my last name is Hart, who read an article about me being sober. And even though he is, you know, 
probably 0.30 is going to try and relate to me on some level. And I'm just like, I don't have time for that. Right. Yeah. Like if now keep in mind, if this person just came up and said, hey, great job. We've been like, thanks. Like, sure. I read an article. And and I'm like, (laughs) and I'm on stage too. keep in mind. I'm on stage. I'm in between songs. Oh, shit. This guy read my Wikipedia page or something. Yeah. 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 Oh, you saw one post I made in 2017. First of all, creepy that you're bringing that up. That's very fucking creepy. Yeah. (laughs) Or like, you know, how's your like, like they'll ask something that they read like years ago. And I'm just like. Dude, like, it's that's a whole nother like layer of this. How much of you is out there? Yeah. N- you, not you specifically, but you in general, right? Like just yeah. And for them, the they're shit. like, I'm gonna try and relate to her right now, and it's because like that something... is a bad way to do it, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Lo- I I can't say I've gotten a lot of that, which which is which has been good, I guess. Um, I'm also a co- I, I had this. Uh, we played our CD release show back in April, and I had this person come up to like our merch table afterwards and I, I recognized her I, I like I was like I know who you are I don't know your name but I know you and turns out I discovered that she and I worked in the same sort of plaza so like on nice days we'd go for walks and pass by and and so she she was trying to figure out how she knew me right mm-hmm. and she was she like got this like epiphany she was like oh yeah you're the guy who always walks around with those big headphones on and you look really <laughs> angry <laughs> I'm like I, I guess that's my mo I look really angry. I can't even imagine that's, you looking angry. That's so like funny. I said, you've got that soft girl dad but, thing going on, uh, but and that's the thing. It's like I, I don't feel like I'm a very approachable person, like like even like on a stage or anything like that. But like once so top me, I just uh, I'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an okay person to talk to, right? I'm finding this lovely. But well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. I, I guess I don't really know where I was going with that, but but that's that's a story anyway. But yeah, but the, <laughs> just the things that people say. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Or the way that people perceive you. Yeah. Yeah, just from observing, right? But the funniest thing is that I, I pride myself on being unapproachable. And <laughs> and motherfuckers don't take heat. They don't, they don't take heat. They're yeah. like, I'm going to come up and talk to you. I'm, I'm like, what this. part of this? Like, I'll be setting up. I can't get a mic to work or something's frustrating. They're like, hey, y'all playing music? And I just stand up. I'm like, what tipped you off? <laughs> yeah, right. That okay, I will say that is the worst when you're scrambling to get your shit set up and someone comes up and tries to. When are you starting? Have, have what does it matter? Fuck, fucking let me set this shit up, man. What do you play? Why don't you fucking wait a minute and hear what I play? You know, but yeah. you can't say like all different kinds of stuff. You do any Billy Joel? No, we don't do any Billy Joel. Well, I thought you said, I'm like, what part of this looks like I want to have a conversation right now? I'm sweating. I'm so I like I, running around. I'm plugging shit in. I'm right, like, yeah. you know, fucking like. Dr. Brown and Back to the Future with cords I'm like, you know, over my head. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm clearly frustrated, and you want to know, like, what our first song is going to be. Yeah. Be patient. Just be it's patient. Fun. You're going to hear it. Yeah. And if you don't like it, you can get the fuck get out. The fuck off, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I, I know that I have a lot less patience than most people, and I'm okay with that. It's fine. It's just that's why I'm taking a step back for everybody's sake. <laughs> um, but I mean, uh, how has it been? It's been what? How long since you kind of made this pivot? I mean, I I canceled a lot for this summer. Okay, yeah. yeah. Which the fact that uh, you know nothing got shut off, nothing got repossessed. That's good. That's a plus. So far, so good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll see how it goes into the fall. It's going to lighten up a little bit more, but I'm exploring other things to uh to supplement that. So so far, 
So far, so good. And like I said, I didn't leave any place on bad terms. I know no place is probably going to want to fucking book me after they hear. (laughs) 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 But no, every place that I left was like, you know, anytime you want to come back. So it's not like it's not like I can't go back and play if I want to. But I'm I find that I am mostly motivated. I'm motivated the best out of necessity. Like when I quit my day job 10 years ago, which was 10 years ago last month. Okay. Congrats. F- thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the first month, it was August. Mm-hmm. Fucking hand over fist, right? It's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. September, not too bad. October, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Holy shit. But you know what? It made I, I scrapped and I, I scrambled and I got stuff together. And I was like, because I am not going back to that job. That job, yeah. Yeah. It's just not happening. And I gave myself a six-month uh, window. I, I was able to take six-month leave of absence. Okay. And in February, I went back for my interview, and I literally walked into the building not knowing which way I was going to go. I still didn't know because I was broke. Okay. So it's just one of those, like, impulsive, let's see what my gut says in this moment. Yup. And guess okay. what my gut said? It's oh, like, my God. I can't I, do this again. I walked yeah. through the door. The security guard was like, howdy, stranger. I'm like, ah, oh, I can't hear that again. this shit. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> like, I walked in the office, and she was like, what? Well, I was like, peace. Like, yeah. what do I have to sign? <laughs> yeah. And I just figured it out, you know? And it's it's a lot. And that's why I'm really excited about the podcast. And, and it's it's just such a great way to network and to get to know, and I've been inspired by people who are pursuing the original music, such like such as yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, seriously. And that's another thing, like getting away from that has prompted me to, to focus on more originals and do more intimate shows where I'm playing my own stuff. I love that. I lo- like, it's, it's funny. I, my, I, I, I think I piss off my band a lot because I am so, I just, I can't play covers. That's just not in my DNA. And I and I respect the hell out of people who can no and, shit, yeah. and do it well. I can't. I just every time I play, I'm like, this is like you could be playing Spotify right now, and you'd probably enjoy it a lot more than whatever the fuck I'm doing. I probably forgot half the words. The melodies yeah. aren't right, and it's like, I just I can't I can't do that. So I, I do write a lot, and and it and that's that's also really difficult too. It's like because so many people just want to hear those songs that they know. Yep. That's a whole another facet to this, right? It's yeah. like so I'm interested like. Like, how have you found, like, how have you found your original crowds versus, like, oh, I guess, I guess the cover crowds, I mean, you just spoke to some of them where they're all drunken idiots. Well, yeah, (laughs) but I mean, like, every once in a while, I'll have a cover show where people are really into it and really nice, and that's fine, but I started referring to them as unoriginal music. Okay. So, like, when I'm, when I'm promoting it, I'm like, original show, unoriginal show, show. you know? That's um, good. That's and good. again, like no disrespect to any of my peers that are doing the the cover thing by any means. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Means. Yeah. Like that, I know that grind. I know that hustle. Man, like get after it. Make that fucking money. Yep. And yep. there are some places that it does definitely does liven up the room and, and like they're known for live music and people come out for the live music. However, they act once they get there is <laughs> what remains to be seen. And I yeah. can't count on them always acting appropriately, but yeah, for me and I am inspired by the local music scene and, and seeing other musicians that are just making it happen with their own stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I, I want that. I want, cause that was how I started. I used to yeah. refuse to play covers yeah. and then I played like a cover show one time and I got, really stupid money and i was like well you know like (laughs) i'm no mathematician but yeah you know and now i'm in a i'm in a good place i like kind of paid my dues i saved up some so i i can do this or i'll try right yeah you know that's you touched i mean that that's it though like the local scene is so it's so inspiring it's so great to be a part of like i mean 
there's no night of the week that you can't go out and find something to see. Yeah. That's enjoyable. Yeah. And that's in, that's incredible. I there's feel like it's booming and I feel like it's, it's getting booming. better and I want to be a part of it again. Yeah. So and it's 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 fantastic. So awesome. we're, we're very lucky. Yeah. Well, sure. yeah, it's been <laughs> so great talking to you. You as well. You as well. You got anything coming up that you want to plug? Uh, we've I'm playing. Uh, I'm actually I'm actually doing a rare solo gig downtown Albany on Friday. It's uh, first Friday. Really? I hope this airs before that. Otherwise, this will sound really stupid. No, I am gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna air it tomorrow. Perfect. We're gonna pretend it's today. I don't I'm, know. I'm glad we just let everyone know that. But that you know, well, the, the yeah. jig is up. We know. <laughs> we know that I'm recording these all over the fucking place. But yeah. uh. So yeah, there's like uh, it's like first first Friday in Albany. They're doing like a Halloween art thing. Kick a off, busking so kind of thing. I think I heard about thing. that. Yep, yep, yep. Well, the weather should be great for that. So yeah, I'm looking. That, that'll be fun. I'm, I'm gonna be playing stuff from like all my past records and shit that I can try and adapt in the next couple of days and you can do fun. it and then we have a gig at Polly's on the 29th nice some out of towners yeah. where downtown are you gonna be I don't know yet I gotta actually okay. after, after you leave I gotta call I gotta call Jim and find out yeah. how can people yeah. find out more about you uh, a band called Erie is the uh, social handle for Instagram and Facebook and that's probably the best way to okay track us down yeah and I of course will tag him so if you're following me you can Fantastic. find him and I suggest that you do Go see him, support, don't throw things, be nice. Don't throw things. Be on your best <laughs> fucking behavior. This dude is a girl dad. Uh, he is a nice guy. I've had such a great time talking with you. Thank you I've so much. I've had a great time too, Aaron. Thank you so much. All right. Hope to see you again soon. Cheers. See you bet. Bye. She's got a couple of kids The daddy skipped town Became a Wall Street executive Now they get a check on their birthdays She gave herself a tattoo when she turned 15 Got hammered on the weekends With a convincing fake ID Now she killed a B-23 You gotta play what you tell dear I swear I should've kissed more boys That was Bad Man's World by a band called Erie. I had the pleasure of interviewing TJ Faust right in his own studio. It was a great interview. I really enjoyed talking to him. I always enjoy talking to other musicians and it, it, it's like therapy almost. And we were joking a little bit that it was therapeutic to just bounce things off of like-minded individuals and people who can empathize with things. Cause sometimes other people make you feel a little crazy. Like sometimes when you complain about this life and what we do for a living and people that kind of see it from the outside and see the surface of it and think that it's a really cool life, don't know why you're complaining and they don't, they don't see all the frustration. So it feels good to talk to somebody that gets it because there are some frustrations and I know we shouldn't be, Maybe we shouldn't be complaining, but you know what? We are. So you can listen or you can't. doesn't matter. It was so fun to talk to him. Check him out. A band called Eerie on Facebook, on Instagram. His name is TJ Foster. 
He and some other talented gentlemen are in that band. And uh, you can follow him through my site and check him out when he's playing. If you're in downtown Albany Friday night, October 6th, he will be playing busking somewhere out. There's a whole festival kind of thingy down there, like buskers and whatnot. So look for him, TJ Foster, find him. For me, my band will be playing an original show at Cahoe's Music Hall this Saturday night. There are still some tickets left available at AaronHarks.com. It's a very rare opportunity to see me and the band doing all original shows. We will be joined with uh, amazing other local artists, the Nolanauts and the Sugarhold. Whole original show, Jive Hive Live. This guy does the drive hive out of his house. It was a really cool thing during the pandemic for people to come in and record and get some sets done. And this guy loves music and he's taken his little drive hive and bringing it live. So we're bringing that to the Cohoes Music Hall this Saturday. Go to my website for information. It's AaronHarks.com. As always, please like, listen, follow, share with your friends, spread the good word. I'm on Instagram and Facebook, Mistress of None Podcast. All my shows are at AaronHarks.com. We have some really fun interviews coming up, and we hope to see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.